Thank you for downloading the Barbecue Central Show. Maybe you're listening to this now because you missed the live version Tuesdays from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show is brought to you by these sponsors, which I am extremely grateful for. The Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic temperature control devices. Their website, thebbqguru.com. Big Papa Smokers, creators of some of the best rubs out there and retailer of many different grills and barbecue products. Their website, bigpapasmokers.com. Butcher's Barbecue, creators of injections, rubs, and seasonings. Their website, butchersbbq.com. Green Mountain Grills, some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. And their website is greenmountaingrills.com. Also by Cookshack, some of the best industrial electric smokers out there today. Also pellet cookers as well. Their website is cookshack.com. Cookinpellets.com. If you want to fire those pellet cookers that I just talked about, visit cookinpellets.com to buy your pellets right now. Also by the Chops Power Injector. Forget about using one needle to inject your meats. The Chops Power Injector system has four needles for your injecting pleasure. You can visit them at barbecuekansascity.com. That's B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E, KansasCity.com. And by the Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour, you can visit kcbs.us slash samstour for results, to register your team, or to see where the next event will be taking place. And by Pit Barrel Cooker, one of the most unique and efficient cookers out there in the market right now. Visit their website at pitbarrelcooker.com. And by Unknown Barbecue Accessories. You can visit them at unknownbbq.com slash shop. Hi, I'm Johnny Dam, host of the Damage Report radio show. When I'm not falling in love with the First Amendment all over again, I like to sit back, relax, and rub my meat to the Barbecue Central show. And now your host, Greg Rempe. Go, Greg. Yeah, rub that meat. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. All right, good evening, and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. Broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. It is the capital of the professional sports world right now. Cavaliers underway. Game one of the World Series underway. Tribe up two to zero already. Watch out, Cubbies. We're coming for you. And we have a whole bunch of barbecue talk ready to get down with with you this evening. So, hey, if you want to jump in on the show tonight, I'm more than happy to have you. It's a phone call, 216 216- Two two zero zero nine six six. You can also email the show if you would care to. Greg at the BBQ Central Show dot com. 
Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you need to get the newsletter. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now, the fourth Tuesday of the month, brings our fourth regularly slated guest. He's the newest regularly slated guest, um, I think going on a couple months now. He's the official keeper of the flame and or grill and smoker reviewer of AmazingRibs.com. You know him as friend of the show, Max Good. He's here this evening. Also, at 9.35, the Jack Daniels 28th annual Jack Daniels took place this past weekend. And this guy won it. Again. Pitmaster of Cool Smoke Barbecue Team, Tuffy Stone, will be joining us via the phone. Looking forward to catching up with him. And the big win at the Jack. Back-to-back wins. Three out of uh, the last four years, by the way. Iowa Smokey D's stole one amongst the three that Tuffy Stone has collected since. Then we'll move into the second hour. Jeff Straubel from Somerset Grills, also known as or also makes American Made Grills or the AMG Grill. We'll be talking with Jeff at 1014 about that. Uh, if you have really been looking at the Kalamazoo brand or the Kalamazoo product, you might want to pay particular attention here because they offer, I guess, what would be uh, you know a competing product. So uh, to a certain degree or a uh, hybrid or dual fuel type of a situation. So that's Jeff Strobel, and that will be at 1014. And then to close out the show, of course, uh, middle of last week, the news was released that a uh, well-liked, well-respected by most, uh, perhaps a certain amount of disdain held uh, for him by others, uh, but a very accomplished pitmaster in the short period of time that he was doing it, uh, Matt Dalton of Left Coast Q had uh, passed away suddenly uh, via heart attack. And uh, we're going to spend some time at 1035 uh, doing a little remembrance of Matt. He had been on the show three times um, since 2012, uh, which was his first time. Uh, so, well, from my archives perspective, we'll go back at a little, you know, how did Matt get into competition barbecue? Where did the team name come from? What was the first competition like? And then uh, we get into talking about what it was like to win the first grand championship after being a bridesmaid so many times. Taking the elevator down, experience a lot of success initially, and then realizing, hey, competition barbecue is pretty tough. You can take your knocks pretty quickly and on a regular basis. Uh, and then what's it like riding that elevator back up, uh, straightening out, getting your deal together, getting the program right, doing everything it takes to win, and then achieving that win, which happened to be, uh, again, he's, his first grand championship was at Wildemar, uh, California, 2012. And then 2015, he had uh, went back to Wildemar and kind of re-won it again, uh, riding that elevator back up. Addressing some of the issues um, within himself, within the team, getting the cooks right, and then re-emerging in grand championship fashion. So... I'm happy to take your phone calls. I'm happy to take your emails, your Facebook posts, whatever it is in regards to Matt um, and how you remember him, how you would like to remember him. 
And that'll be taking place at 10.35 this evening. So there you have it. Max Good coming up here shortly. Tuffy Stone at 9.35. Jeff Strobel, Somerset Grills at 10.14. And a tribute to Matt Dalton, Left Coast Q at 10.35. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Your ways to get in touch with me should you see fit. Don't forget, you can watch the show here live at outdoorcookingchannel.com, the longtime syndication video partner of the show. You can also get it video-wise on Facebook. You can also get it on Roku. If you have some type of IP television device, you can go to the App Store. If they have the Outdoor Cooking Channel app, please download it, and then you can get the live stream, as you would see on Outdoor Cooking Channel. Plus, you get the host of archives of all the other shows that are on Outdoor Cooking Channel. You can also get it on Stitcher. You can also... Get it on TuneIn Radio. There's a bunch of different ways you can consume the show. So send out a Facebook post or a tweet or whatever. Let everybody know the show's on. They should be digging it tonight. Amidst all of the sports stuff that's going on, pull away if you can, at least for the next two hours. That baseball game is going to be going well past 11 o'clock anyway. We all know it. So last week I was, uh, I don't know, 50% on guests showing up. A lot of people asking me, what's the deal? Everybody okay? Very unlike the show to have guests kind of just not show up, which I happen to agree with. My guests show up regularly, by the way, and they're happy to do so, only under a small amount of duress and protest. The first guest to not show up last week was the third Tuesday of the month, Stephen Reichlin, the normally slotted Stephen Reichlin. And he had actually sent me in an email around 10.15 last Tuesday and said, hey, totally spaced on it, totally forgot about it. Um, his dad had passed away earlier that past week, and he was just kind of fighting it a little bit and said, hey, you know, uh, honest to goodness, just kind of spaced out. I haven't been myself here over the last week. Uh, certainly understandable. So Stephen Reichland will assume his third Tuesday of the month spot next month, and well, we'll catch up with him as we point towards Thanksgiving, which will be at that point next year. I'm sorry, next month. Also, we missed out on the 1035 guest, Rob Wheeler, a.k.a. Wheels of Quick Trim. And I'm like, man, I got a regular guest coming on. I got a guy who's trying to pimp a product to help you trim your briskets a little bit better, a little bit easier. That guy doesn't show up. What's going on here? I'm losing my touch. Well, Wheels had a small restaurant fire or grease fire or something like that. Not major, but fires are pretty major regardless. And that's why he didn't show up last week. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to actually reschedule him anytime soon simply because we brought the video, we I brought the how-to video up, we went through that together, we saw how it worked. I mean, it is a pretty kind of point-and-shoot or plug-and-play product. If you want something that's going to be able to help you cut your briskets up or trim those briskets up a little bit better, that's certainly a product that can do that. We watched the videos together. I talked about it on a high level. I showed it a bunch of different times because I do have uh, a unit here in the Barbecue Central Show compound. But I don't know if we need to you know, have wheels right back up again after we watch the video. And, again, pretty straightforward product. So uh, perhaps uh, next spring as the quote-unquote grilling season and barbecue season starts to ramp up, whatever that means, uh, we can get wheels back on and uh, kind of re-go over quick trim at that point. 
But we'll just see how it goes. All right, uh, 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ, centralshow.com. Top of the third, well, middle of the third, Cleveland Indians still uh, far ahead of the Chicago Cubs with a 2-0 lead. Somebody make sure you keep me uh, posted on the score, and if you're a Cubs fan, don't not post scores until the Cubs start leading. Let's keep it fair. You know, everybody wants a fair shot here. And I just want to be uh, updated. Can you actually believe that the World Series is on and I am here doing a show? Of course. The loyal Centralites believe it. They know. Max Good coming up out of the break. Let me talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue. Big Papa Smokers has made a name for itself by winning an award. Sorry, by making an award-winning line of championship rubs. The rubs have won almost every major competition barbecue event, including the Jack Daniels, the American Royal Invitational, Kingsford Challenge. You name it, they pretty much won it is what I'm saying. BPS is also banded together with fellow California-based rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue, begun to redefine the flavor profiles that competitive cooks from across the country begun to aim for. They've even created two unique competitions, King of the Smoker, which brings the best of the best in barbecue in a head-to-head back-to-basics competition. King of the Smoker is unique in the fact that you can't use any electric devices such as pellet cookers or pit minders. Contestants just allowed to use charcoal wood in their wits to win one of the most high-stake barbecue competitions around. The other side of that is the guinea pig, a cost-controlled competition that brings newcomers into competitive barbecue. Also features prize distribution all the way down to 10th place in each category. That helps provide incentives for people to get into barbecue. Also keeps the vets coming back. It's not just a new person's competition. A lot of vets get down on the guinea pig. On top of all that, Big Papa has created a unique brand ambassador program called the BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country, working together to promote camaraderie, competition, barbecue, and benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind, Big Papa has been able to do all of this within six years of being in the business, turning the competition barbecue world on its head, creating their unique and very own barbecue competition. Becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain in BJ's Restaurant Brewhouse. And benefiting children's charities across the U.S. Just the beginning, still, for Big Papa Smokers. And their website, of course, BigPapaSmokers.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. Max Good joining me out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. 
All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills, manufacturers of some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. If you're looking for one that can house a lot of food, they got one for you. How about medium size? You medium sized person, you want some medium sized cookers, they got one for you there too. How about tailgate size? Tailgate is full blown right now. Football, end of baseball, you name it. They got you covered there for the small size pellet cookers. Also, pellets to fire those cookers. GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com is the place to go. It's the fourth Tuesday of the month, and that means it's time to visit with the resident keeper of the flame at AmazingRibs.com. What grills and smokers you should be buying, what's new getting ready to hit the market, industry rumors and scuttlebutt. Come on, what are we talking about here? Let's race to the hotline and welcome back Max Good to the show. Max, how are you, buddy? Hey, doing good. Thanks again, Greg. You absolutely are welcome, Max. Appreciate you making time for the show. I guess first and foremost, before we get into anything else, are you already biting your fingernails because the Cleveland Indians are putting a sizable smackdown on the Chicago Cubs? Hey! Let's calm down. It is the first game. Uh, Hey! uh, Hey, uh, Max! What's happening to my Cubs? They're getting their ass kicked already in the third inning. Oh, no! My understanding is you guys in Cleveland are chewing your nails, too. Well, we're always chewing our nails. We're just waiting for the bottom to drop off. You know what I'm talking about. All right, well... I will predict that one of these teams will win the World Series. That's, not only you, heard you, I heard it there first, I'll raise you, not only will one team win, I will venture to say that the team that scores the most points every game will indeed be the winner. Hmm. Well, your your depth of knowledge of the sport is uh, without peer, I must yes, say. Yes, of course. I uh, My methods are beyond reproach, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, all right, Max, so let's go ahead and get the ball rolling here. A little, I mean, grill-related, I guess, but in February, is it February? Yeah, February, towards the end of February, there's this little thing going on with AmazingRibs.com. Also, I think it's uh, somewhat sponsored by Grill Great as well, which is mm-hmm. a great product. Right. It's called Meathead in Paradise. So let's talk about that for a couple minutes before we get into the actual cookers. Well, this is something we're doing for our Pitmaster Club Uh as most people know, AmazingRibs.com is a free site, but we started a, a subscription-based club called the Pistmaster Club for people who want a little more. And there are many perks uh, a, for being a Pitmaster Pit Club member. Um, one of them kind of led us to this, although it is open to everyone now. But I must tell you before I tell you how great this is going to be, right. I don't know how many seats are still left. In it. I can tell uh, you that uh, meeting, from from when I had checked at, uh, mm-hmm. when I checked the last time there were ten seats available. Yeah, it's uh, it's an appealing <laughs> adventure. Uh, we're going to the Bahamas and we're going to uh, do a lot of grilling and a lot of drinking and having a great time and uh, meathead in paradise. That kind of says it all. I got the itinerary here. Oh man, I was just looking it over yeah. uh, today. Um, you know, the first day is there's a lot of free time. And then in the evening, it's going to be goombay smashes hors d'oeuvres and lots of goodies to eat. And then the next day, there's going to be Pizza on the Beach, sponsored by Bakerstone, that makes uh, inserts for for pizza. And Meathead and the folks at Bakerstone are going to share their ideas with you. Then it's cocktails. Then it's a great steak debate with grill grates and Meathead. Next morning is breakfast with Meathead. 
grilled French toast, coffee and juice. Then off to an island cruise excursion to Munjack Island for burgers on the beach. And then that evening, island fair, grouper, conch, lobster. Yum, 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 yum. The last day is just kind of winding it down. And uh, from there, a hardworking guy that I am, I have to go to Atlanta for the HPB Expo to see all the new fun stuff that's being offered. All right. So uh, 10 seats, I guess, from uh, the last time I was looking at AmazingRibs.com and kind of linking over through Grill Grades, which is where I guess you kind of have to go to to get those tickets. So if you're looking, I guess, to get into a tropical area, uh, look, I I think uh, there's no surprise for the first meetup. I think I was hoping that it would be a little bit more like in America or like the (laughs) lower 48, I guess, um, so we could all kind of hang out for a little less than – uh, the type of money that we're looking here. But if you have, you know, uh, a couple extra whatever monies laying around and you want to get to a tropical destination in February, Bahamas probably not the worst place you could go to meet up with Meathead and the uh, the assorted group of deplorables, to put it in a Hillary Clinton way. <laughs> we'll have a big basket going there that day. No doubt. Uh, February 23rd through 26th. All right. Uh, so let's pick up just a very brief conversation that we tried to have last month which was with the art flame and you were talking about last time uh, it's hard to get it ramped up it's hard to get that temperature where i want it to be initially and here's the here's the thing it's being trotted around uh malibu cincinnati las vegas and there's all these i mean look i'm no chef uh i'm not going to speak for you uh max but i'm uh I think it's safe to say you're probably no five-star chef like some of these other guys. But we like to cook. We're pretty knowledgeable uh, outdoor live-fire aficionados. Uh, Are you still having issues with getting it ramped up, or or how much have you been able to play since last month with it, I guess? Uh, Well, to to be fair to them, I've only uh, encountered it one or two more times. But it's difficult for me to deal with. And what can I say? I mean, I... Uh, uh, you know, I work with these things. That one is very different. But, um, you know, I'm used to firing up logs, firing up charcoal. I don't need to just punch a button or twist a dial. And I'm having a great deal of difficulty with it. In fact, um, let's recap. Yep. It's like a, a fire bowl that, that you burn logs in it. It's real heavy metal. And it has a... Uh, a griddle type area that goes around the perimeter of it. It's a big bowl. Right. And you you cook on it like a griddle, but I can't get that dang griddle hot. And I've pumped tons of wood in it. I've tried different things. I've talked to the guys. They're going, look at all these videos of us cooking on it. And I go, why don't you make a video <laughs> of how to fire it up? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah we're going to do it. So on one hand, I believe it can be done. But on the other hand, I'm at my wit's end. I Finally, I was getting so upset with the thing because you're supposed to coat it kind of like with cast iron. You coat it with oil and then you get it real hot and it seasons it. Sure. Well, since I can't get it hot, I I ended up taking out a blowtorch and just burning the stuff off because I'm like, man, this is getting a little nasty here. Uh, But I don't know what to say. It sure is gorgeous. Uh, It looks like it'll work. It's one of those things I think once I get it, it'll be like riding a bike, but I haven't got it yet. All right, so fit, uh, the fit and function part of it, well, the fit's probably good. The function seems to be a little, a little bit befuddling. Here's the good news. Uh, I, at, at this point, 
Saturday, I will be hanging out with Denver Cavins of Art Flame in Cleveland. Uh, he's supposed to be bringing one up here. We're going to mess around with it in the backyard. And I'm obviously going to take copious notes of how we fired up. I will be there with the uh, – he's not the creator of it, but uh, he's the guy that's kind of taken the ball and, and run mm-hmm. with it up to this point. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll be able to exchange some notes off air if I can pick up any good tips or tricks, and then uh, obviously we can talk about it again the following month. Uh, and and hopefully if I pick up something that might be of benefit to you, you can use it over the subsequent time and, and we get a different review in a month from now, but you know that'll be you know stringing along now three months of being able to talk about it. So I guess to, at one point it is a benefit of Art Flame because it keeps getting kind of brought up here again. <laughs> but uh, you know the other side is there is some at least on your end some user frustration, which you know is not good. You don't want to spend that kind of money regardless of how good it looks and not be mm-hmm. able to get some type of functionality out of it. Yeah, I don't want to dwell on it because. Um... Uh, I mean, it, it's kind of a vanity item. You know, if, if you want something that cooks great, this is even even once we figure it out, Greg, and I know we will. Yeah, um, it's just a griddle, you know, uh, but it's gorgeous. It has a certain appeal. I'm, I think we're going to get there. But please don't keep me in suspense. If you learn something. Let me know right away. Absolutely. But yes, let's uh, let's talk about some other things, too. All right. So I, uh, a little bit later in the show. I'm going to have Jeff Strobel from Mm -hmm. Somerset Grill. Uh, That also is a company that makes a grill called the AMG or the American Muscle Grill. What do you know? I think we've very on a cursory sense touched on it or used the the letters AMG. But, you know, what can you tell me about this particular cooker? I can tell you that I just got one to test. All right. And it's... uh, it's a monster. That's the word to wow. use for it. It's it really is appealing. Um, it has this retro like uh, muscle car look to it. Uh, in the cosmetics, it's very seems to be very well made, uh, very powerful. They sent me their smallest one, which is a five burner, twenty two thousand BTUs per burner. Uh, wow. The idea behind it, as we touched on, is is they're kind of uh, going head-to-head with Kalamazoo that has a hybrid fire system. Um, their system, in some ways, um, well, it's it's different. It's different. It's quite a bit less money, too, although it's not cheap. Uh, the small model, just the head itself, is about $6,000. Um, they sell it on carts, but they didn't have an extra cart for me, so they made one, which is rather rustic. Uh, so we won't talk about that. But the grill itself is beautifully made. Uh, I've just kind of touched on it at this point because I'm trying to um, finish up um, the Firecraft Q450 pellet smoker uh, before I really dig into this one. Uh, Pellet smokers, you know, they're pretty straightforward. This guy's very different. Um, It has powerful burners. Then it has flame tamers over them. And then it has these stainless steel bins that you can put in charcoal or wood and um yeah like kalamazoo it has adjustable dampers only exhaust dampers on the hood Mm -hmm. so i'm really curious to see what it can do i know the kalamazoo's are incredible but they're two three times the cost of this thing as expensive as it is um so i'm 
I think we're all curious to see what it'll, what it'll do. Uh, I'm sure it'll uh, sear like nobody's business. The big question I have is, um, what can I do with with wood and with charcoal with it? Because as you and I have discussed before, uh, most gas grills, when they try to say, hey, you can put charcoal on, oh, put, put a charcoal tray, do something like that, it, it's, it's, it's an unsatisfying experience. Does the uh, does this grill have? And I'm going to ask Jeff, obviously, in the the, the mm-hmm. ten o'clock hour. But do you have uh, drawer access to that solid fuel? Can you pull out and put in no, logs? No, no. Um, it's it's different from the Kalamazoo that you can pull out. Um, it ha- it's they're literally these bins that rest in place on top of the burners, so to speak. Not directly on top. It's it's pretty well nicely designed. But the way you get at it is they give you this um, tool that allows you to lift the grates, which I must say are very substantial. They're cast stainless steel grates, and they're oh, wow. dual-sided. And they're, oh, man, there's, there's two of them on this fire burner, and they weigh a ton apiece. Anyways, if you want to get at those bins to mess around with the charcoal or wood, you take this tool and you grab the grate and hook it onto the hood. And then you can get in there and mess around, you know, and boom, back down. All right. So we're going to be talking a little bit more with Jeff on that at 1014 this evening. So stay tuned for that. Uh, The other item we wanted to talk about tonight, Max, while we have you is, and you just mentioned it, the Firecraft Q450 pellet smoker. Again, a lot of pellet cookers are hitting the market here over the last couple of years. And uh, here's another one that is into the market. What can you tell me about this cooker? Well, their claim to fame is that it's made in America yes. and it's stainless steel. Um, 900 bucks uh, gets you this. It's a 450-square-inch uh, uh, cook surface. It doesn't have a secondary cook surface, although I believe that's optional. It has a really nice uh, digital PID touchpad controller that allows you to adjust the temperature in five-degree increments. Uh, it does have an integrated meat thermometer and a, a probe port. You know, you lift up and slide your probe that was that, that comes with the unit into the smoke box area. I've um, I must say it's one of the more difficult products I've had to assemble um, for a couple reasons, and the first reason is good and bad. Since it's all stainless steel and it has a lot of stainless steel parts. And it's covered with that laser film that you have to uh, remove. Yep. Um, now, yeah, that's nice because it protects the surface. Uh, but I must say that um, a lot of it, it has been assembled in such a way where they cut and bent the parts and riveted them together, and you can't get some of that stuff out. Now, all right, that's cosmetic, but still, you know, oh, it's stainless steel. It's stainless, well, that's supposed to look nice, right? You know, that's it was it's, it's a little thing. Kind of bugs me. Plus, they really didn't deburr the edges on a lot of this Ooh. stuff. And uh, although I'm okay, <laughs> but it was a little scary. Uh, but that, then once I got it together, I started to see some things I was liking too. Uh, one of the things, they sent me their optional sear station. Now, uh, most pellet uh, smokers that have what they call a sear station, it's just a way of accessing the direct flame over the fire pot. And the one that I tested that worked well was fast, one of Fast Eddie's. Uh, and the way he did it 
was he put a cast uh, iron grate over the fire pot, which right. allowed you to sear with conduction heat. Uh, this one goes one step further and employs our friends with grill grates, grates on top of it. So this one, I think, is going to work. I haven't got to that yet. I did my chicken wing test the and my temperature test. Uh, it's very even left to right. Always a good thing. And I smoked up some shorties on it the other night, and they came out great. Uh, what? Where's the price point on this? Does Q450 stand for 450 Oh, you said $900, right? 900 bucks. yeah. Okay. And uh, they're right now, here. here's a thing I'm, I'm seeing with some of these pellet guys, is they're uh, leaping into the market, uh, and they're selling direct. I don't believe they have distributors. They, maybe they have a few, but no. that's not the business model. Uh, they, obviously, then they can cut out the middleman and sell it at a lower price point. They're also, right now at any rate, throwing in a pretty nice cover on the deal. So um, for 900 bucks stainless steel, if made in America, clicks your clock. Uh, I must say, though, another complaint I had, trying to put the, I had to put the hopper onto the smoke box, oh. and the screw holes didn't line up. And that, uh, that really... Hmm, set off an alarm in my head a little bit. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, all right, so we can uh, probably get another report from you next month as you mess around with that a little bit more. As far as uh, uh, upcoming items on the docket, obviously the AMG you're going to be messing around with a little bit more, mm -hmm. but uh, is there anything else that you are supposed to be getting that has uh, piqued your interests especially? Oh, well, I hate to keep talking about pellet smokers, but the, <laughs> the new Traeger Timberline, we're supposed to be getting one soon. And then, of course, I'm very curious about the new Weber Genesis gas grills, uh, which I <laughs> they're kind of giving me the mushroom treatment on these for some reason, even though they're trotting them out at certain shows. All right. Uh, Max Good can be found here on this show the fourth Tuesday of the month. You can find him otherwise at AmazingRibs.com. Uh, go ahead, Max. Mark your calendar. Yes. For Meathead in Paradise. And for the fourth Tuesday of every right. month, Greg. That's right. Of course. Mark them for both dates. Uh, <laughs> Max, as always, appreciate the time. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you very much. You got it. There he is. Max Good from AmazingRibs.com. Uh, if you're, I'm telling you, pellet cookers are becoming some of the most prolific styles of cookers out there on the market today. So if you're looking for yet another one to uh, trip your trigger... The uh, Firestarter Q450 might be the one you want to take a look at, or at least go to AmazingRibs.com and get the full write-up from Max. All right, gang, if you're like me, you're thinking of ways to step up that barbecue and grilling game, no better or easier way to do that than by adding a little butcher barbecue to your arsenal. We all know butchers well-known for the injections, right? The pork, the beef, now the prime injection, which has combined all things loved from their beef injection. Using its award-winning flavor enhancer, its ability to keep your brisket juicy, they've combined it with what has become the competition standard in beef flavor. Available for sale right now at ButcherBBQ.com. Now, perhaps you're looking for some go-to rubs and sauces. Friends, you've really hit the mother load now. Lots of new rubs that are added to the portfolio here. Of course, you know about the honey rub and the steak and brisket rub. But how about a pecan rub or a cherry rub or a private reserve blend rub? Come on, are you ready for that? You're damn right. A Chipotle rub, I might add. It's the uh, premium rub that you might want to consider if you're injecting with butchers because it's formulated to work with the injection. 
a perfect one-two punch to, judge, uh, to impress judges and friends alike. Of course, you have the sauce as well, that sweet barbecue sauce. Really good all on its own. If you want to use it as a base, start doctoring it up. You can do it that way as well. It's not overly sweet. It does have some nice tang to it. It's got some nice back-end heat. No noticeable liquid smoke on the nose or palate, which I appreciate. Get a box of six. It's going to go fast. Here's what you do. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com and stock up now. ButcherBBQ.com. Butcher's Barbecue. Always trust your butcher. A Jack recap with Grand Champion Tuffy Stone right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. Just seems like we're talking about pellets all the time right now. You can visit CookinPellets.com for more information cookingpellets.com all right my next guest one of the most recognizable faces in barbecue right now you see him on tv his restaurants the competition trail this past weekend he put his mark on the jack daniels world championship barbecue competition the likes that no one has done before here to recap the big win and doing it while in transit to the american royal that is taking place this coming weekend the pit master of cool smoke Tuffy Stone joins me here on the show. Tuffy, how are you, buddy? I'm good. How you doing, Greg? Absolutely fabulous, Tuffy. Uh, appreciate you making time here as you are, uh, you know, heading now out to Kansas. Man, it's uh, it's a lot of miles for you when you're doing it like this back to back, right? Yeah, I'm. We're in Louisville, Kentucky, right now, and drove. I think I drove 13 hours on Sunday to come back uh, to Richmond from Lynchburg, Tennessee, and spent. All day yesterday, getting ready, and got underway this morning. I guess about eleven thirty, and we'll get there tomorrow afternoon, early evening. Wow, a lot of miles uh, that you're logging. So as you look back, you know, last week, Tuffy, you leave headquarters. You know, about six hundred and forty miles or so later, you hit Lynchburg. And I'm wondering, because you've been, you know, a number of times, you've obviously seen a lot of success there, which we'll get to here in a second. Can you become at all? you know, a, a little dull to the excitement and that majesty that accompanies the Jack as compared to those first-time teams, or is it like the first time every time? You know, there's so much energy down in, in the holler there. It's so special, and um, to be to be able to go down there and cook is just tremendous. And, and you know, a lot, of, a lot of my friends, you know, Darren Worth, a lot of these guys, they they, they – They've heard me say it before, but I'll be down there cooking, and I'll be right beside them, and I'll say, "Do you know we're we're at the Jack?" <laughs> and and I get I get I get really uh, excited to be there. I don't I don't get to cook many contests these days, and so I'm cooking. I think that was my sixth contest or so for for this year. And you know, I just like whenever I can, you know, get out there on the circuit and, and be with my friends and, and light my pit and and cook. It's a it's a really nice uh, place for me to be in personally, and and you know being able to cook at the Jack and, and and it's such a it's such a special setting. The community's beautiful, you know. Town Square is gorgeous. 
going up and and eating and Miss Mary Bobo's. My 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 uncles come. You know, my dad's really really excited and and, and but you know talking about what you just said, it's like like I had a lot of friends that was their first time down there, and watching that magic is really really cool as well. So it's like so no, I'm not dulled to it by any means. Uh, but there's probably nothing more special than getting down there for your very first time. Tuffy Stone joining me here on the show. Uh, all right, Tuffy, so talk to me a little bit about the program. You know, there's a lot of talk about the judge's tent and kind of having that mix of people that might just be getting qualified as the judge the night before, but then you also have a good breadth of experienced barbecue judges. Uh, from your perspective and, and from your experience, do you ever cook? differently for this competition than you would a traditional KCBS type of contest? You know, I got a text, Greg, from somebody, uh, or actually it was an email from someone that had taken my class and they were going to cook the jack, and, and they asked me that question. <laughs> and, and I do make modifications for certain places that I cook. You know, if I go up into the Northeast, I'll, I'll sweeten it up a bit and, and things like that. But for the jack, I'm pretty much using – the exact same recipes there that I'm going to use this weekend at the rule, which I don't, I don't really find to be adjusted at all. I don't know what the mix is between uh, judges that have had a lot of experience judging versus new, but, but I, I, I do think it's a real mixture, you know, Mike Mills and Pat Burke are down there judging and, uh, and, and a lot of people that have a, a serious palate, but then they also have, uh, some other folks that probably uh, aren't as uh, familiar with barbecue. The first time I ever cooked the IBCA contest, it was in Richmond, Virginia, and they bring judges right in off of the street, and they give them a quick session, and basically they say, look at it. Does it look like good barbecue? Smell it. Does it smell like good barbecue? Taste it. Does it taste like good barbecue? <laughs> and And so for me, it's like, I've just tried to, over the years, kind of put out something that, you know, so if you like it spicy and somebody else likes it sweet and somebody else likes it tangy, somebody else likes it safe, you know, whatever, I just try and, 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 and put a flavor profile out there that's got something for everybody. But all that being said, Greg, here's the real truth. So I'm driving to the Jack, and I'm really excited to be going there. And... And I just, uh, I knew, you know, I knew what, I knew that we had had so much good fortune there. And I knew that, uh, if ever, I don't know, I, I just tried to have a perfect cook. I, I went to visit with, uh, Darren and Sherry after, after turning and, and Darren asked me, how was your cook? And, and I don't usually subscribe to this. I, I usually don't. You know, a lot of people say if you love it, the judges hate it. Right. I, I, I'm very critical of my food most of the time, and, 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 and I can categorically kind of break them all down. And um, and I usually want to like all my food. But on this particular day, we liked our chicken. Uh, we had good ribs. We had uh, we were really happy with our pork and our brisket. If, if, if we ranked them on Saturday – Brisket was our favorite. Pork was probably our second favorite. Ribs and then chicken. But all that being said, I didn't feel like I didn't feel like any of the turn-ins were not. I, I was 
I was happy and it kind of scared me a little bit because I knew that no one uh, had ever done a back to back and I knew that um, I knew that no one had ever, uh, no team had ever won uh, three times and and so I, I this one time, Greg, I kind of like thought, all right, maybe it's true. Maybe if you love it, uh, maybe they will hate it. And I, and I told I told Darren when I was talking to him, I was like, you know, I'm a little worried because because we had a good cook. We liked it. Seven oh one wins the whole thing. I'm, I'm going to get out of my outline here, but uh, I kind of want to follow up on what you were just talking about. Uh, and by the way, for the folks that don't know the results, one eighty and chicken. So you're right. You you liked your chicken, and so did the judges. Uh, 31 ribs and brisket equal, and then uh, a fourth in pork. So you were right there. You liked your pork, and so did the judges. You know, I, I've I've often wondered that when you are trying to achieve a back-to-back or, or you've had success at a particular competition like you've had here at the Jack, and then you add on all that other stuff of, you know, how do you get into the Jack and the mystique that it has, when you show up to an event like this, do you feel any – I mean, certainly you're going because you want to compete. You want to go back-to-back. You're putting pressure on yourself, no doubt about it. But do you feel an added layer of pressure because there's probably a good handful of teams out there that just want to measure their success against you and you kind of have that bullseye effect on your back? Do you feel that extra pressure at all? You know, back in 2007 when we were fortunate enough to be team of the year for KCBS, we were at our third contest of the year it was Salisbury, Maryland, and we had been fortunate enough. We won Lakeland and then we won Mobile, Alabama, and then we, and we won Salisbury, Maryland. And, and back then it was, uh, your best five contest and, and a 50 point contest was your max score. And, and we had just knocked down three and Steve Farron from I smell smoke said to me that day, he said, Tuffy, he said, you got a big old target on your back. I said, what do you mean, Steve? He said, everybody's gunning for you. Uh, like, and, and it just kind of, it kind of, uh, I don't know. I, I wasn't, that's the first time I've ever even heard of that or thought about it. And it was like, but no, so answer your question, here's the deal. And I say this all the time, and it is so genuine. I, I say it all the time. If we never, ever win again, we've won more than our fair share. I, I truly believe that. I said that to Darren, uh, on Saturday evening, because I think it applies to him as well. But here's what I try and do. I try, all right, I try and close the lid and cook the best food that I know how to. And because I don't know what anybody else's food tastes like. I don't know. Uh, all, all I can do is is hit my marks and 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 try and, and cook my foods to the perfect tenderness and, and, and put the best flavor on them that I, I can and and put the best uh, samples of the food that I cook that day in the box. I, I, I usually cook four ribs. Uh, this weekend I cooked six. I usually, uh, I've recently adjusted to three pork butts. This weekend I cooked four. Anyways, there's a lot of choices that as, as cooks we all have, and, and one of the big things that we've got to do is, is make sure that we're putting – our best stuff in the box. And so, you know, do I feel pressure? Yeah, I feel pressure. You know, knowing that, that, that I mean, I feel pressure. I, I absolutely feel pressure. It's like there were so many times during the course of that cook that I just had to take a deep breath. But my goal was just to to cook as excellent as, as I could be capable of. And, 
So I don't know if I'm answering your question or not. I mean, I felt pressure, but it was it wasn't it wasn't pressure to hold my own against anybody. The pressure for me was to to hit my marks. Tuffy Stone joining me here on the show. Uh, you know, Tuffy, the last time we spoke, which was uh, November 24th of last year, you said, and, and I quote, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Is that a saying that you still subscribe to or that you still think rings true for you? Absolutely. I think it rings true for anybody. I think uh, I, here's what I can tell you, and, and it gets to be a little bit redundant. I, I my my pit was clean as a whistle. I hand cut and, and and loaded the wood in that pit. I knew what it looked like. Um, I had sharp knives. I had fresh rub. I had, you know I, I I controlled all the things that I can control. Um, because I'm not cooking a lot these days. When I got in the RV with my dad to drive down there, I kind of visualized the cook. I kind of thought about you know the steps. Um, one of the things that I did this past weekend that I felt like I did really well is I had a great cadence to the cook, but, but I was, I was, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to miss a football game or not be at work doing these events. And, and so when I take this, this time away from those things to go and do something like this, I just, I want to, I want to be able to come back home knowing I did everything as well as I know how to and, and to try as absolutely as hard as I can and and I so I think it's I think the harder you work the luckier you get applies to every one of us. Uh, one of the other things uh, that we talked about last November, Tuffy, was you know how you guys were winning and you were doing it with your dad. You know this time you're down with your uncles and your dad. And there was a picture that I saw from this past weekend. You know, and it's that normal kind of calm and, and cool Tuffy Stone in the picture, but your dad, I, I think he had like a guitar over his head. I mean, he looks like he's fit to be tied, just eating it all up. Is he having more fun than you are on these runs or what? Uh, anybody that knows us really well knows <laughs> knows a little bit of the differences between the two of us. So there's there's been other pictures in the past of successes. Where I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, the picture you're talking about, when when we got called for for grand, um, it blew me away. And 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 people that have that know me really well and have been with me in these opportunities, I, I get uh, I'm a bit emotional. And 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 so when that picture was taken, I was on the inside. Just um, I had so many people coming up and. Uh, well, actually, that hadn't happened at, the, at that point in the picture. But I just, uh, I just, I was blown away and and, and emotionally just uh, overwhelmed. And, and my dad, he was, he, he was, he was ecstatic. Tuffy, one of the things that I have seen from a brand perspective, kind of almost come out of nowhere. I mean, you hear the name Smithfield a lot, uh, but there seems to be some pretty high profile guys yourself, uh, Sterling Ball, a handful of others that have really seem to start using the Smithfield product uh, quite a bit more, especially when you see a lot of cooks going to these, you know, higher end type of products. Uh, obviously, a lot of people use that Wagyu brisket, but uh, you've started to see people trend a little bit more towards that higher end pork as well. What do you like about the Smithfield product, and what do you think gives you the, the best shot at winning when you use it? Well, a couple of things. I mean, first of all, I'm a Virginia boy, so I grew up in Lynchburg, Virginia, <laughs> just down the street from Smithfield, Virginia. 
And so the brand Smithfield was just, it was a household brand, brand where I grew up. And, and, and so we always, uh, Smithfield, uh, pork, Smithfield ham, Smithfield bacon, they were all just, uh, premium quality to us. And, and, and so that, that's been my whole life. The, the, when it comes to pork in terms of the world of competition, um, most of my cooking has been around, uh, 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 uh I want to use the word commodity, but, but it hasn't been, um, uh, uh, heritage breed hogs. Um, I, I did cook, uh, in Memphis and May, the first time we cooked shoulders, I cooked, uh, snake river farm shoulder, but most of my cooking on the circuit with, with ribs and, and pork butt has been, uh, Smithfield and, 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 and I've done very, very well with it. What I'm looking for is, is big ribs. I'm looking for, uh, larger butts that have big, big money muscles. I'm going to sort through a lot of meat looking for a lot of internal marbling, so a lot of striations of fat. You know, I'm looking for straight bones. I want round bones. I don't want the big, uh, fat bones and, and and Smithfield's just been uh, they, they have those things for me. I I, I cook their ribs at, at at the restaurant and 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 I find for me when I cook those ribs and, and those shoulders that I, that I that I do well. Um, the only I'm cooking I'm cooking Snake River Farms brisket on the circuit. I'm cooking Smithfield pork and ribs, and then I cook in terms of chicken. I'm, I'm cooking Bell and Evans. Tuffy Stone joining me here on the show. Uh, you know, Tuffy, so you go back-to-back, and Jack, you've won it now three out of the last four years, which is an incredible achievement. You've really been able to accomplish a tremendous amount in the barbecue competition world with the American Royal wins. Uh, you got a Memphis and May win in there. you got the three Jacks now, Kingsford Invitational champ. Would you look at changing the focus to some other food competition, for instance, you know, the Steak Cook-Off Association thing getting very popular? Would you look to tame that beast at some point just for change of pace? You know, I, I never thought about it, Greg, until you, until you asked that. I mean, the, my, my life right now is kind of uh, busy with a lot of endeavors. I'm really deep into a cookbook right now, which is, a tremendous amount of work. And so I have to have everything done for that by February. And, and I don't have the, the flexibility to kind of travel on the weekends as much as a lot of my friends do. So, so when I do travel, it's kind of precious time. Um, and so, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's like, um, I haven't even thought about it uh, that way. You know, I have so many good friends out there on the barbecue circuit. They're amazing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess that it's the same with the, the steak cook-offs that are happening and, and some of these other things. But um, for right now, I'm just. It seems like I've been trending the last three or four years anywhere from six to eight contests, and uh, I don't see. I don't see that changing anytime soon. Maybe if I can ever get to a point where I can get to retirement, maybe I'll do some of these other types of uh, food competitions. Is that something that you think you would have to go out and, and get like a special steak cooking grill and uh, like, or do you have a favorite steak cooking grill when you make steaks at home or, you know, wherever you're making them? Uh, well, I mean, I, I, what I cook on daily is uh, I've got a primo and, and I love it. You know, I can do low and slow on it. I can, 
I can get it uh, really, really high. And, and, and actually, because of the cookbook that I've been working on, I've been grilling a whole lot and, and, and not only grilling proteins, but, you know, grilling vegetables and, and just having a lot of fun with fire. Um, but I think I think we could cook a really great steak on, on a lot of things out there. All right, Tuffy, last question before I let you go, and I appreciate the time. Uh, Sophie's Choice, because you're really like the only guy I can talk to that's won all this stuff. Uh, 2007 KCBS Team of the Year, American Royal Invitational, Open the uh, Kingsford Invitational Championship, the Memphis and May, and the three Jack Daniels. If you if you and all of those wins are rolling down the river in a boat and you hit a rock and they all dump out and you can only go in and grab one and pull it back in the boat, which one do you pull back in and why? <laughs> oh, I was thinking you might ask something like this. Yeah, all right, so here's the funniest thing. Probably one of the – all right, there's probably two answers to it. One is KCBS is pretty special because it, uh, the, the team of the year represents a whole year of effort. Yeah. And, and you know, you can talk to anybody that's ever tried to accomplish that or been in the running. It is exhausting it's uh it's mental it's there's so many things and so i think having been able to accomplish that by the end of that year i was toast and i can guarantee you that travis clark was toast last year and and, and all my friends that have that have been there before so that's a, that's a that's a um that's something that's really amazing when 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 you can get through that but i'll tell you one of the one of the most special things that I've uh, I've had come to me in barbecue, and it was so strange, Greg, because I didn't I didn't know I, I had won it, and and it was there was no fanfare. One day um, a package came to my catering company, and it was addressed to me, and I opened it up, and it was uh, it was a uh, Gary Wells Sportsmanship Award. And I had not made it to the KCBS awards banquet that year. And so they just put it in a box and they mailed it to me. And I didn't, no one told me anything about it. And, and I just, uh, I opened it up and I saw that. And I don't know. It's like I was talking to Sterling Ball the other day and, and Sterling told me that what he liked about the Jack was the friendliness that took place down there in the holler and, and, and how special that was and people feeding each other and, and just this, this spirit. And, and I'll be, and I, I probably said this to you on another one of our, our talks before, but when I got into competition barbecue uh, in 2005, I changed my cell phone plan three times that year because <laughs> I was talking on the cell phone so much. And I never used to talk on the cell phone but that, because of competition barbecue, all of a sudden I had friends in Ohio and Kansas City and Florida and Texas, and and it was this this and you know it you talk to these guys all the time. The 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 people that you meet in barbecue is is so amazing to me and uh, and and they're so friendly and so I think I think when when that little box came with a uh sportsmanship award gary wells sportsmanship award that was that was very meaningful to me because you know and, and i'm i'm be honestly i'm feeling a little guilty right now my mom told me one time we had gone to a contest the week before and done really well and the next contest we went to we didn't do well at all 
And my mom called me out and she said, Tuffy, she said, I hear you didn't do so well this weekend. I said, no, ma'am. She said, well, last weekend it was your turn, and this weekend it was somebody else's. And uh, I'm starting to feel a little guilty because uh, we've had we've had so much success, and uh, it might be somebody else's turn. Tuffy Stone is the pit master of Cool Smoke on his way to the American Royal, so everybody watch out. He's coming for you. Uh, Tuffy, really appreciate the time tonight, man. Thanks so much for coming on. All right, thanks, Greg. Appreciate we got it. it. There he is, Tuffy Stone from Cool Smoke. Did I mention the fact that he's back-to-back Jack Champs? What? Three out of the last four years, and uh, I kept them a little bit longer than I probably told him, but he was giving me some really good answers, so I had to push it a little bit, which is why we're going to have to play catch-up right now. Let me talk to you quickly about Cook Shack. It manufactures smoker ovens for barbecue lovers with any amount of experience. Whether you barbecue in your backyard, on the competition circuit, or in a five-star dining facility, as the unit that will do the job and with a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, and wood chunks, it's the perfect one-stop shop. Cook Shack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, online recipes, how-to videos, two blogs, smoking, grilling 101s, and a video cooking classroom. Check out their website at cookjack.com or follow them on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, or Google+. Get advice or share your passion for barbecue on their world-class barbecue forum. Cookjack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champs because they were designed by a champion, Ed Fast Eddie Morin. The FEC 100 and PG 1000 are always customer favorites. The PG 1000 can double as a smoker and grill. Low and slow or hot and fast, the pellet grill line gives you the most for your money. Cook Shack Residential Smokers, the number one smoker in the industry. High quality means high durability and versatility. Anything you can cook or make in your oven, you can make in a Cook Shack. Passion, dedication drives Cook Shack's manufacturing with quality always being at the forefront. Get the best in barbecue since 1962. Call 800-423-0698 or visit their website, cookshack.com. All right. Um... Let me play catch up here. This is going to sound really bad here for about 30 seconds, but bear with me. We'll be right back. This is Rennie Kanoff with ChampionshipBBQ.TV, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. Uh, We're just plowing through here to uh, get me through. All right, uh, we're going to reset for the second hour. Stick around. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How's it going? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? We ate two feet before we nursed. So listen, Laverne, it's shit feet. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have Chopman working on it right now. <laughs> 
right, welcome back to the Barbecue Central Show. You found the second hour. Uh, World Series Game 1 update. The Tribe has now increased their lead 3-0. Bottom of the fifth. Two outs, nobody on. Who's the king of all media now, bitches? I'm just kidding. Uh, That was Tuffy Stone last hour, if you caught him. If you missed it, if you're just tuning in for the second hour, sorry you missed the first hour. Audio podcast will be up in about 13 minutes from now. Uh, 13 minutes. In about two hours from now. 13 minutes. What the hell am I talking about? Still to come on the show tonight, Jeff Strobel from AMG Grills and or Somerset Grills and the Matt Dalton Tribute. So if you'd like to send me something via email in remembrance of Matt, please go ahead and do that. Greg at com. If you want to call in, I'll give you some time to get loose at the 1035 segment, 216-220-0966. Last week, we had Steve Ray on, and he was talking about the Lamar Johnson Classic. That was the first year event that he was putting on in Ulawa, Tennessee. This is a picture from early morning. You see the smoke rising down the main street there, and then this is a daytime picture uh, shooting down the main thoroughfare there. And this is what the awards looked like. Very nice. The Lamar Johnson Classic. Here's uh, Carl the Sound Guy. This is the guy that made Steve Ray sound like a million bucks. And then, of course, you had the Lamar Johnson Classic winner right there with Steve. Steve's on the left. So, uh, from all accounts, it was a absolutely fantastic event. Steve thought it was very successful. I think all the businesses out there in Ottawa, Tennessee, thought it was successful as well. Uh, as I had mentioned... The Jack Daniels World Championship Barbecue Cook-Off took place this past weekend. Uh, We were just talking with Tuffy Stone, who happened to win that. But you would recall last week we had a Jack Daniels roundtable of sorts where we had Diane Mee of Lake House Barbecue and Patrick Paquette of the Basic Barbecue team. Well, they just happened to find each other. And here is a picture, if I might add, from left to right... And front and behind. All the way to the far left in the black cap, that's Pitmaster of Lake House Barbecue, Diane Mee. Uh, to her left, uh, the male with the yellow cap, kind of in the second row, that's the Pitmaster of the Basic Barbecue team, Patrick Paquette, and his wife, Wendy, in front. And then to the far right with the yellow cap, the other gent, well, you would know him as Don G. Come on, man. Look at that. And they got the Barbecue Central Show banner hanging up. Uh, What's Mojo Bricks? Never heard of Mojo Bricks. But hey, Don G, Patrick and Wendy Paquette and Diane Me right there in the holler at the Jack Daniels. I don't know if we've ever, I think I mentioned it last week, I don't know if we've ever had three Loyal, four loyal Centralites. Centralites first. Certainly they love the competition barbecue crap, but whatever. Centralites first and foremost, all gathered in cooking at the same contest. And the Jack Daniels to boot. Taking time out to take a picture in front of the show banner. 
I got to tell you guys, man, that is pumping me up right now. I love that. There's nothing wrong with that picture. I love that picture. All right, I have an email coming in. Greg, can you please give my little buddy a birthday shout-out? He's watching now. His name is Blake Anthony. He's four, all right? Let's do it. Blake Anthony, happy fourth birthday, brother man. Yes. How about that? Blake, it's 4 o'clock. You're four years old. It's 10 o'clock. Go to bed. Happy birthday. Go to bed. Dude, I'm pumped up. A four-year-old is checking out the Barbecue Central show. Pitmaster in the making, Blake Anthony. Please join me in wishing Blake Anthony a happy fourth birthday. Blake, go try. Have a great rest of your birthday, Blake. Thanks for uh, staying up until 10 o'clock. When was the last time you stayed up until 10, Blake? It's four. Secretly text me your uh, parents' phone number so I can chastise them at a later date. Uh, Matt Boer telling me that they are compressed smoke brick. Matt, of course, I am a master at sarcasm, and you had no idea. I know what mojo bricks are. Actually, mojo brick's wife is from East Lake, Ohio, which is like one town over from me where I'm at right now, believe it. How about that? Yeah. Fred Gross's wife. I'm reading what Lee Thompson is saying here in the chat room. All right. it's My sarcasm is so koofy. It just glides. That's why I offend most people. It's because when I'm just being sarcastic, people don't know. My, sarcas- my sarcasm is so good. It just blasts right over you, and then you're like, what a F. Do you remember last week when we were watching crazy catfish coolie down no less than three Carolina Reaper peppers, which we also found out in that video, was hotter than the chocolate booter booter. And then if downing three Carolina Reaper peppers wasn't enough, he downed 99% of a fifth of fireball, which is a cinnamon whiskey. Yeah. If that wasn't enough, if my fascination with watching people put themselves in legitimate harm's way with these super-ass hot peppers, this story erupted literally hours after I had aired the hot booter-booter Satan testicle peppers. Man who tried to eat one of the world's hottest peppers burned a hole in his throat and now relies on a feeding tube. That's right. A man has burned a hole in his throat after trying to eat the world's hottest chili. The 47-year-old American ate a burger smothered in puree of a Bujalokia luminous orange chili that grows in India, also known as a ghost pepper. Within seconds, the man began to vomit. His vomiting continued so violently that he eventually tore a hole in his esophagus. It was not until he began reeling on the floor in pain that he was taken to the emergency room. Yes, I imagine just the uncontrollable vomiting wasn't alarm enough, right? Doctors performed an abdomen and pelvic scan that revealed a buildup of air 
fluid and food inside his body. Eventually, he was wheeled into the operating room where surgeons discovered a 2.5 centimeter centimeter. I think in relation to body parts, like especially your esophagus, a 2.5 centimeter tear is pretty friggin' big, right? In the left side of his throat. He had a tear in the left side of his throat. According to the Journal of Emergency Medicine, the man was given a tube to aid his breathing for 14 days. 14 days as he recovered. He then spent another nine days in the hospital before he was eventually discharged with a feeding tube. Writing in the journal, medic said the case serves as an important reminder of potentially life-threatening surgical emergency, initially interpreted as discomfort after a large spicy meal. Few people survive a tear in the esophagus, a medical complication known as Boerhaave syndrome. It was first reported in 1724 by a Dutch doctor called Herman Boerhaave. With very few typical symptoms, it's difficult to diagnose before it's too late. After a while, sufferers commonly develop potential fatal shocks or sepsis. However, around a third of cases happen under unusual circumstances. It is not clear how the ghost pepper prompted the man's esophagus to rupture, whether it was the inflammation, the retching, something else, or a combination of all those factors. Ghost peppers have a Scoville rating of more than 1 million. To put that in perspective, a sweet bell pepper has zero Scoville units, Tabasco has 100, and a jalapeno pepper has 2,500. That's quite a little bit of ramp up when you're going to the Balut Jalokia pepper. So here's what you do. Don't eat that crap and get on this show. Don't do it. Leave that for the other stupids. If your friend comes up to you and says, here, eat this Balut Jalokia pepper or a Carolina Reaper pepper, give it to your buddy. Let him be on my show. Don't you be on my show. Don't do that. You don't want that. That's not a good call. I'll tell you what is a good call, the Barbecue Guru. That's right. Let me talk to you for a few minutes about the longest-running sponsor of the show, located uh, located in Warminster, Pennsylvania, the Guru. Gang, if you've been thinking about automatic pit temperature control devices for your cooker, stop here. They are the company that has started it all. They created this technology. Why are you going to buy from anybody else? I don't know. Not familiar with how these little beauties work? I'm not going to get into the minutia, but imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature, and once it's set, keeps it running at that temperature all the way through the cooks. So sound too good to be true? It's not. You can take advantage of this real-life technology today because maybe you're a busy working pro like me or perhaps you're constantly on the run with the kids doing errands, and quite frankly, you just don't have the time to set around and tend those pit temperatures. The Barbecue Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt or a brisket or a couple slabs of ribs, and then you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done. The Guru maintains that barbecue temperature you set it at. Number of different models to choose from. If you have the tech needs, if you want to connect your tablet, your smartphone, or all that stuff, with the CyberQ Wi-Fi, it can connect to your local area network. It can also generate its own Wi-Fi signal that you can connect to. Then you never have to get out of bed. You can check your internal temperatures of meat. You can ramp the pit up. You can ramp the pit down. You can control up to two pits off of the one brain. What? The other side of that is a Party Q. About 140 bucks, a little more for the ceramic-style cookers. This is a self-contained package. It's the temperature cruise control. Set it and really forget it. Sets in five-degree increments. Runs on AA batteries. You can take it from a Weber Smoky Mountain to a Weber Kettle to a ceramic-style cooker and all points in between. 
It's really the easiest point of entry for all pit temperature control devices. Do yourself a favor. Head on over to thebbqguru.com and check out their products. And if you have any questions about what to order, call them directly. 800-288-GURU. So make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. That's 800-288-GURU or visit thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. And we wish Barbecue Bob Trudnak good luck in the National Steak Cook-Off Finals with the uh, SCA this coming weekend. Good luck, Bob. All right, we're back with Jeff Strobel from American Muscle Grills right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. The segment of this show is being brought to you by Unknown Smoker Accessories, purveyors, of made-in-the-USA stainless steel barbecue and smoker-lit hinges, barbecue accessories, hangers, rocket-hot chimney grillers, heavy-duty aluminum foil dispensers. These fine products from Unknown Smoker Accessories keep your gear where it needs to be, at arm's length and ready for battle. Visit unknownbbq.com slash shop today. Use promo code REMPE, R-E-M-P-E, for 10% off your entire order. Promo code REMPE. I'm sorry, it's 15% off your entire order. So go to unknownbbq.com slash shop today. All right. My first guest in the second hour has a grill that is playing both sides of the fuel game. It is both gas and solid fuel. The other offering in this category, substantial in price, but I think we would all love to get one if we could. But here's another one to consider if you're in that market. Let's go ahead and race over the hotline. And welcome first-timer to the grill, the CEO of Somerset Grills, Jeff Strobel, joining me here on the show. Jeff, how are you, buddy? Very good. How you doing? Absolutely fabulous, Jeff. Appreciate you making time here for the show this evening. And I guess before we get into the AMG or the American Muscle Grill here, uh, maybe a little uh, personal, I'm um, sorry, a professional background on you and uh, you know what you've been up to. <laughs> been in business for myself for 35 years. I've uh, done a lot of things. Got in the hearth and barbecue business probably back in 1990 and loved the industry, loved the fire. We were in we were in fireplaces in 95 and then got in barbecues in 96 and uh, been in barbecues ever since. Uh, prior to the... And that's what we do. <laughs> prior to the hearth and the and the patio stuff, were you in a completely different industry or have you always been around the, the oh, fire yeah. of some sort? Yeah, manufacturing, fiberglass, government contractor. Uh, yeah, a lot of different things. Had my hand, sold a couple businesses and then uh, finally ended up in the hearth business. Growing up, Jeff, are you uh, a guy who had a family that was kind of immersed in that live fire cooking, or is this something that you just kind of evolved into a little bit later? Just evolved into it later. Grew up in San Dimas, California, and uh, didn't have a lot going up there. <laughs> so just kind of found my way, and it, uh, it's been pretty fun. All right, Jeff, so talk to me a little bit about the AMG Grill. Obviously, all things kind of 
are, are born out of a need or, you know, for a guy like you who's owned businesses and, and seen uh, the type of success that you have had, you're either uh, coming up with something that you are find that's lacking in business or you're finding something you might be able to refine or improve upon that's something that's already existing out there. So uh, what's the, the genesis of the AMG? Well, uh, really, it's just, uh, I wouldn't call it boredom, but I was just calling it lack of excitement. You know, we've been doing, uh, there's a lot of competition out there in gas grills, and we, we sell thousands of gas grills a year. So that's been fun. It's, it's a good business. Uh, but, you know, sitting around at my age, and I, this is called 50 plus, you're looking and watching uh, muscle car shows, you're watching these guys have a kick, just loving what they're doing. And and finally, I just said, God, I got to I got to come up with something that I love doing and something with a little bit of pizzazz and excitement. And uh, so just kind of kicked it around and thought, God, what would I love to cook on and what would I like to be doing? What's exciting? And uh, just started playing around with designs and thought about fire. And I thought, geez, you know, where some grills and some companies are going towards high tech, uh, that's just not where I'm going. I think, guys, uh, you know, we like fire. <laughs> we like hanging out. So I just kind of went down that road, came up with the design uh, with the help of the staff, my sons, and and uh, bingo, kind of lighted on this. And so now we got one that'll do it all. Is, uh, is Somerset a separate company from uh, the AMG? Somerset is the parent company. Okay. So Somerset, uh, we have four different series in Somerset, but uh, they're all gas grills and all different price ranges, et cetera, but all stainless steel. And, uh, and then uh, the AMG will be the flagship of the company moving forward. When you are putting the AMG together, how many kind of prototypes, or I guess the, the better question is, from when you're like, hey, here's a concept that I have in my head, and then fast forward to whatever that time frame is to here's something that we think is going to be viable in the market. What kind of a time frame is that? Well, it, it actually took about two years because we had it on, it sat on my, uh, literally on the drawing board in my office up on the wall for about six months, trying to put the finishing touches on the look, et cetera, and, uh, and just how it was going to burn. And I got together with buddies and we figured out how to, how to uh, really design the burners and the trays and, you know, what would work. And that's where you always start. You want to start with the gas part of it. And then uh, from there, it just developed into uh, what you see today. It just It took about two years, though. For the people that haven't seen the AMG, can you kind of paint us that mental picture of, you know, what it looks like and I guess why it's set apart from some of the other gas-only grills out on the market? Well, um, it's a big grill. Um, and it has to be big because you're, you're dealing with real fuel or uh, let's call it solid fuel. So you can burn wood or logs or wood chunks or charcoal or lump coal or pellets. You can burn anything in it, literally. So, uh, and you can start it all with the gas burners. So it has to be big. It's a big kind of, kind of a masculine looking grill. It's got the front end, a little bit of a car. I'm kind of a car guy. So we've got the, uh, the knobs are kind of uh, like the, uh, the, supercharger uh, pulleys on the supercharger and the, it's got a grill it's got actually two grills in the front and actually what that actually does is it draws cool air in the front of the uh, grill and actually cools the front end of the grill where a lot of grills get hot on the bull nose and the front end so this actually acted as a uh, it just draws cool air from the front into the uh, cavity for the secondary air that it needs and uh, it's 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 wide it's got a nice styling it's shiny it's got nice blue lights um, uh, we just put one in Sylvester Stallone's house uh, Friday, and 
you know, I'm going to see what we can do there with him. But uh, it's, it's, it's a masculine grill, but it has springs in the hood. So the big hood that you have to lift uh, is getting easier. We're going to actually improve that. We're going to put bigger springs in it so the ladies can use the grill. Because remember, you can always use the gas. You can walk outside and use gas or solid fuel anytime. Um, since you brought up uh, Sylvester Stallone, like, what's does he contact you, or how, like, how does that relationship get started? You know, he just called us out of the blue. He looked online and uh, he just he called us and said, "Hey, um, I saw this at a party," and uh, then I went online to look for it. And he lives in Beverly Hills, and he couldn't find a dealer in Beverly Hills, so he just called us directly, and we set a deal up and uh, went out there and. Took some measurements and built them a whole, you know, a, a modest but a, a really nice outdoor kitchen. And uh, I think uh, we'll be showing them how to use the grill probably in the next couple of weeks. So within keeping in the product itself, the AMG grill, how many different models are you offering? And are these really kind of made for a built-in in, in an outdoor kitchen slash island situation, or do they have carts like you would find on a like a regular Weber or you know, some of these other names? How does that work out? Well, um, uh, let me see if I can answer that question. Um, I was thinking about something else as you were asking me that. But uh, ask me that again, please. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, as far as like oh, are, are these grills made more for the outdoor kitchens and the built-ins, or uh, do you also oh, offer you. like okay. the, the the all-inclusive cart type situation you stick out in the backyard? Yeah, you, you you can go either way. So we build a head, and the head will slide in either to an outdoor kitchen or an island, or they'll go into a big old cart that we build. It's a very complete cart. It has storage and drawers and big cutting boards on right and left side. It's all 304 stainless. So you can go either direction. And we have uh, all the accessories, and we're building on to that accessory line right now. Uh, where we can, you know, we're going with a trash drawer and drawers that all match. The handles will match. The whole kitchen will match the AMG look. So that's, that'll be available in 2017. Jeff, as far as dealers are concerned, I think there's two distinct ways of taking things to market anymore. There's the, the guys that prescribe to, we're going to get it out on Amazon. We're going to get it into big box stores and the Costco's and all this other stuff. And we're going to try and press as many as we can, and if we have people that just become a little bit befuddled and they return, we're going to come up with a situation where we're going to be able to eat X amount of return and it's still going to be okay. And then there's the other side where it's only dealers, so we're going to go out, we're going to go find those brick-and-mortar mom-and-pop-type specialty stores, train them so they can in turn train the end customer and deal with it that way. Do you guys uh, prescribe to, to one or the other? Well, I tell you what, we probably have the best. Uh, the latter would describe us better. We have uh, 11 trailers nationally. We have uh, 16 distributors nationally and in Canada. And what we do, we've built these trailers or custom trailers, and each trailer carries a, a, a whole slew of Somerset product, but it also has a head in an island of, a, of the AMG. Then we also have a burn unit on a cart that we pull out of the trailer. So it's a big 18-foot trailer. We go to the dealers. Uh, distributors help us out. Uh, distributors own 10 of the 11 trailers. I have the 11. And uh, so we, we literally pull that to dealers, and uh, we show them. Not only do we introduce the grill to them, we cook on it for them. Um, I mean, we've cooked for – we went up to Graveyard Cars, which is a uh, muscle car show up in Eugene, Oregon. We ended up cooking uh, for 55 people during their show and just showed the, the grill off out of one of those trailers. So 
the trailers have been a hit. It's, it's something you can't duplicate. Um, once people see it, I will be as honest as I can be about 80% of the guys that see this thing back up cross your arms and say, that's a badass grill. And it is. And that's kind of the reaction we've been getting. Just trouble joining me here on the show, talking about the AMG grill. How long has it been out like available for sale now, Jeff? Uh, we came out with it January 1 of this year. And uh, to answer your other questions, we're going to a 54-inch. Right now, we're at a 36-inch. We're going to a 54-inch, and we'll probably introduce a 30-inch as well. Uh, price point-wise, what are we looking at, just on a high level? Uh, for the head, currently we're at 54.99. On the, the big 54-inch, we'll probably be at the 72.99 range. And then down at the 30-inch range, probably in the 42.99 range. All right, so then if you wanted a cart or something, like if I wanted to stick it out in my backyard, that would be additional. Yeah, the carts are extra, about $1,500. But, uh, again, the, the cart's 250 pounds of 304 stainless, and a lot of design goes into it. So th- the obvious question here, Jeff, and it, you know, I have a, a fairly decent-sized audience of people. that This is like their life. They love anything live fire. They know all about all the grills that are coming out all the time. Then I have more of a... Um, a uh, modest uh, knowledge fan base, if you will. Uh, but for the other side that's kind of into it, uh, we all know that there's another company out there called Kalamazoo, and they have a dual fuel or a solid fuel slash gas uh, cooker type thing, uh, similar in concept to, to what you have. So, but, but they are huge price, right? And I think everybody knows that as well. So if you're offering something right. that is, uh, you know, from a high level s- similar in idea, but for what is, I guess, uh, and I don't want to under-adjective this, but a, a dramatically less cost uh, product, one would automatically assume that you know something doesn't seem right. You're either getting screwed by Kalamazoo or there's something that AMG might not be offering that a Kalamazoo does to account for that cost difference. Uh, how do you explain that? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I've, <laughs> I've looked at the Kalamazoo. Uh, we've got the same materials the Kal- Kalamazoo has. Um I, I feel like the price range of the Kalamazoo is a little out there in the stratosphere. We wanted to come up with something that would be, and, you know, we are in a luxury price range, though. I mean, $54.99 is still in a luxury price range, but it's it's reachable. And um, I don't know how you get over it until you go look at it and try it. Everything about this grill, uh, when I thought about it, I wanted to be able to throw things at it. I wanted to be able to drop the grates, drop the hood tip the thing over one of our distributors actually lost his going down a hill and it fell over and uh, the whole cart crashed and there was very little damage to the whole unit and uh, he's probably listening to the show right now but uh, that's the kind of construction it's made out of it's a little smarter construction in my opinion where you can always add fuel as you go and it won't fall on your shoes we've actually got a little drain in the drain plug uh, on the drip tray so that if your uh, drip tray fills up with water during the rain or something you can you can drain it very easily, then wipe it out. So there's a lot of thought that's gone in, and it's just over time. I've been at this for 20-some years, and it's uh, just thinking about the things I've run into over the years and trying to correct them and then giving you know just a little bit more so that <laughs> you can have some fun and watch some fire as well as uh, cook some cool food over wood. The website, by the way, while we're talking with Jeff Strobel, is AmericanMuscleGrill.com, so you can check it out if we're uh, or while we're talking here. Do you have a favorite method of cooking on this grill, Jeff? Uh, yeah. I mean, I love I, – I, I like the logs. I mean, there's a Chase's restaurant up in Laverne. We kind of were shocked uh, when Chris, uh, the owner, 
through a big old log that was literally seven inches in diameter. It scared me because I thought, oh, my gosh, we're going to have a four-foot fire. But what actually <laughs> happens is he threw 200-year-old red oak on this uh, burner, dropped the grate. The grate hit the log. He waited about 15, 20 minutes as it started to burn down. The flame never got bigger than three or four inches, and it lasted a two and a half to three hours. And he wow. cooked at a car show in front of his restaurant for two and a half to three hours on one log. That's kind of my favorite way to do it. It's, it's kind of a neat thing to do. Now, are you able to adjust? I mean, is he just cooking hood open all that time, or is the hood down and you're using those vent dampers on the top to kind of adjust the air intake and that combustion? You know, you can go both ways because if you're going to, if you want more flavor and you want to uh, slow cook, you can indirect cook and move it off to certain areas and keep, keep some of the areas cooler uh, and just move your meat over and let it cook longer. Or you can go right over the fire and uh, sear it real good and uh, cook it over the flame the entire time. Well, obviously, when you're cooking over the flame, you want to watch it. it. It is an open flame cooker at that point. You want to watch your food, whatever you're cooking. If you're going to cook indirectly, you can close the hood common sense you know look at the temperature gauge kind of gauge where you you know how you have to check it and uh either way either way is good it turns into more or less a smoker when you do that and or an oven but it's got all that good flavor of the the wood you're using etc so it's, it's a neat way to cook jeff is it a fair assumption that since you guys are on the west coast that you have a better physical presence out there or yeah. are you fairly uh dispersed throughout the country at this point well, we're all over the country. Uh, Texas is a really big state for us. Um, they've had a hard time this year through floods yeah. and uh, some other difficulties. And uh, But that's one of our bigger states. California is very strong for us uh, as well. But, uh, again, with 16 distributors, they're all doing a fabulous job, so they're all out there selling and they're pulling trailers. So we're seeing a lot of dealers. We've, uh, we've never really sold in the local markets until we came out with the AMG and the trailers. I, don't ask me why. Never really had a salesman, and then we hired some salespeople and got the trailer rolling. We've we've uh, set up about twenty five or thirty dealers and in the local California market, very competitive market because most of the manufacturers are in California. So <clears throat> just never concentrated on our own backyard until uh, this year. It's uh, been very successful so far for us. AmericanMuscleGrill.com is the website. Uh, I would imagine if you know you're like me in Cleveland or you're in New York or, or wherever else, uh, not specific to where you'd mentioned, you can just go to the website and find out where that nearest dealer might be to you. Yeah, there we have a, on the website. There's a dealer locator, and and or just call our 800 number and we'll we'll direct you to the dealer or the distributor in the area. All right, uh, Jeff Strobel, American Muscle Grill. Dot com is the website. Jeff, really appreciate the time tonight, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Hey, thanks so much. You got it. There he is, Jeff Strobel. Look, I don't know. I don't want to be drawing my own conclusions here, and I'm certainly not speaking for Jeff because he didn't say anything of the sort, and I just want to make sure I'm getting that out in the open. But when I asked him the direct question of Kalamazoo is offering a fairly competing product with this hybrid or dual fuel or solid and get whatever you want to call it. And they are like way more expensive than you guys. When the, Look, if there's a little bit of a drop off, it's like if you're buying, in my terms, a Peterbilt with Kenworth, these are top of the line trucks. When you go to price out the, the best Kenworth, and you go out to price out the best Peterbilt, there isn't a huge price difference. 
if you're spec for spec. If you're spec for spec on these Kalamazoo grills and there is that big of a discrepancy, I mean, it is just human nature to think that either, as I said, A, Kalamazoo is really just looking to maximize every single thin gilder they can press out of you and you're happy to pay for it because uh, Rick or Chip Bayless or whatever his name is is uh, uh, pimping the product or maybe that's why it's so much you got to pay him. Or that on the other side, the, the, maybe the American Muscle Grill doesn't have some of the engineering or some of the quality product or anything like that. And as Jeff said, hey, I've compared them both. I'm just here to tell you that they're pretty much equal. So I, I don't know why there's that big of a price difference. I know what that screams out to me. Get that big stuff out of here. It means if I'm looking between the two and you do your own due diligence... Maybe there's not more than one option all of a sudden. Uh, And in the sense of fairness, I do not have one of these. I have not been uh, promised one of these. I'm not testing one. Nothing. This is just purely going off of uh, the conversation I've had with Jeff and the conversation I've had with Kalamazoo uh, in years past about their dual hybrid fuel cooker or whatever. Wow. That's a really large price difference. AmericanMuscleGrill.com. Check out the website if you're into that. Certainly expensive regardless, right? I mean, six, 7000 bucks or whatever it is for the Highline. Uh, maybe closer to 10000 bucks with the cart for the, for the big one. But hey, if that's what you're into. Yeah, we're talking price. That's right. We're talking practice. Practice. Let me talk to you quickly about the Pit Barrel Cooker. Gang, pulling the trigger on a new cooker can be nerve-wracking sometimes. Temperature control, fire management, what woods to use. Who needs the hassle? Let me strongly suggest the Pit Barrel Cooker. The Pit Barrel makes cooking simple and fun, and it might be the most unique, versatile, and easy-to-use cooker available on the market today. Imagine a product that turns out great traditional meats like brisket, pork shoulders, and ribs while also being able to do those burgers, chicken wings, and hot dogs. Versatility, all thanks to the revolutionary design that goes beyond traditional convection, known as the hook-and-hang method. Places the food right in the center of the heat, so it's acting like a stationary rotisserie. The results? Perfectly cooked meat each and every time. How about that? The pit barrel is absolutely sexy. It can also withstand heat and weather because of its porcelain enamel finish. It can also fit in the back of most vans, trucks, and SUVs, so it's ready to go wherever you are. Of course, all barbecue folks love accessories, and the pit barrel doesn't disappoint here either. From the rubs, the unique removable ash pan, the pit grips, the turkey hangers, hinged grill grates, a full line of accessories that will really complete your pit barrel experience. And the best part, for 299 bucks, the pit barrel comes fully assembled, ready to cook on, and it ships free right to your door. For what? Yeah, Free! In fact, not only does the cooker ship free, but with so few returns, minimal, everything they sell, rubs and or otherwise, ship free to the lower 48 continental states. Each and every day, no promo code, no entry code, no codes. The code is, you just order it and it ships for free code. Don't take my word for it. Amazing Ribs said we're running out of good things to say about the simple, affordable smoker. There's nothing else like it on the market today. Head on over to pitbarrelcooker.com and see what everybody's talking about. Be sure to check out their full collection of short how-to videos shot in high definition. 
Then pick up one or two for yourself. You'll thank me later. If you have any questions, contact them through their website or call 502-228-1222. 502-228-1222. And yes, they'll actually talk to you. Find out what great customer service is all about. <clears throat> By the way, they're going to be at the American Royal this weekend as well. So if you're going to be there, find them and say hi. Tell Noah and John Dawson hi. All right, we're back with Matt Dalton Remembrance. Stick around. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back. Uh, Birthday Blake. His parents wrote back in, thank you for the birthday shout-out. Blake loved it. However, he's mad at you because he said go to bed. He's going to call in next week and yell at you. Bring it on. I've had four-year-olds, three of them. I know how to compete with a four-year-old. I can do it. I can lower myself to a four-year-old level. No surprise to most people. Happy birthday, Blake, man. Now go to bed. All right. Thanks again to Jeff Strobel from American Muscle Grill. Again, AmericanMuscleGrill.com is the website. Uh, to answer to answer Matt Boer's question, how cold is it tonight? At last check, it was uh, 50 degrees here in Cleveland. Now, 50 degrees is kind of a tricky term because it's always colder by the lake. You get a little more wind. So, you know, the feels-like temperature with windshield might be a little bit more like mid-40s, low-40s, something like that. But, you know, I mean, you get out there on the lake, man, it can be nippy. But it's probably a solid 45, 50 degrees right now. So, you know, end of uh, October, that's kind of a good... That's a good weather deal. I mean, it was 50 degrees, 52 degrees today as a high, you know, not the greatest. 65 would be better. 70 would be ideal. 72 would be ideal. But tomorrow's supposed to be 60. The rain is promised to push away as well, so we should be dry for the first two games. Top of seventh inning, we have the Indians still up 3-0 in game one, so very excited about that. Unless I'm missing something. Is it still 3-0? Is anybody even watching baseball? Does nobody care about baseball because it's nobody wildly important per se? I don't know. Where am I? Where do I have to go to find the... Here we go. Major League Baseball. No real-time scores? That's the worst. 
to go to ESPN.com. I'll get there. Yeah. Yep. Follow live. Kluber delivers. Miller in to protect. Game one. Top of seven. Two outs. Is that bases loaded? Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Is that bases loaded right now? Sweet money. Bases loaded, two outs. Yike. Miller in. Okay. Here we go. Uh, thanks again to Jeff Strobel for coming on last segment. It is a lot of money, no doubt about it. I mean, you know, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars on a grill, a lot of money. I get it. But if you're there, I mean, compared to the competing product, a little bit more cost effective for similar technology. That's all I'm saying. As I had mentioned in the first hour, this portion of the show reserved for a quick remembrance of a barbecue friend of mine, as well as a number of you, Matt Dalton, who passed away suddenly last week of what it was an apparent heart attack. And uh, I just wanted to spend a little time here kind of talking about Mike and uh, Mike talking about Matt and uh, I guess how he fit into the show. Uh, I am wearing a uh, Left Coast Q t-shirt that he had sent me years ago, probably four or five years ago at this point. So if you have an email that you would like to send me remembering Matt, uh, please send that off to me, greg at com. If you would like to call in with a remembrance or story about Matt, I'm more than happy to take your call, 216-220-0966. Here's what I remember or what I will always remember about Matt. Here's a guy who was uh, brutally honest. Uh, I don't know if that's putting it too mildly. Uh, I think for Facebook, a lot of people that knew him, a lot of people that followed him on Facebook uh, would probably agree with me when I say that uh, Matt was the filter of barbecue on Facebook. One of the other things that I came to quickly realize is social media became a little bit more pervasive and it was the avenue a lot of people were using to communicate and track stuff and see what people were saying. You didn't want to be on the bad side of Matt Dalton on Facebook. Uh, I've seen people draw his ire. And while I envy few things about few people, One of the things I never envied was when you drew the ire of Matt Dalton on Facebook. I believe currently he is still undefeated for people that took him to task. Uh, Never afraid to share a thought, never afraid to share an emotion. The saying that he wore his heart on his sleeve was probably in some way formed about Matt Dalton, at least from what I grew to know him as, and we had had uh, a number of off-air discussions that had everything to do with barbecue and had nothing to do with barbecue. Uh, We talked about tenor on social media. We talked about, you know, a number of other things that I'm not going to be talking about here on the show tonight. But Mad made three appearances, appearances, appearances on the show, and I've pulled some sound clips to bring you up to speed on a little bit on Matt Dalton. So if you never knew Matt, if you didn't know anything about Matt, aside from not wanting to get with him on Facebook in the wrong way, 
I asked Matt the very first time he was on the show in 2012, 2013, and then 2015. 2012, the first time he was on the show, was the very first time they had won Grand Championship at Wildemar, California. And I asked Matt how he got into barbecue. Well, I had been cooking for or, since I was about 15 in the backyard. And, uh, you know, most people, when you talk about California barbecue or you throw that out, especially out here, um, probably 90% of the people think it's throwing hamburgers and hot dogs on the grill in the backyard. Um, I started getting in serious smoking maybe 2008, 2009 and playing around with stuff and, you know, basically over smoking and playing around and uh, pit masters happened and we were watching that and we just had a kind of a wild hair. We went to the class, Myron's class, and then three weeks later we went and picked up a pit from him and uh, we practiced for eight weeks in a row. Where we are today is basically a culmination of a lot of hard work and a lot of networking friends and uh, just the passion that lies behind it. It's not an easy game, and it's very expensive. We've been lucky to hit those flavors right. You know, I've never judged. Uh, no one on my team has ever judged. I've, I've taken the class, but I just basically figured that out on my own. You know, a lot of research, you know, listening to a lot of good people in the industry. Just little nuggets you can pick up uh, have paid off. Matt uh, took a Myron Mixon class, uh, and then... Uh, I guess for the longest time was cooking on a Myron Mixon smoker. At one point decided that the team should switch smokers and then realized the, you know, just switching smokers to switch smokers wasn't going to be the best way to do that. So kind of retreated back to the bare basics uh, or uh, kind of retreated back to where they started, got back with the Myron Mixon smoker and kind of got back to those old mindsets to get them winning again. And uh, we'll get to that here in just a second. If you didn't know how Left Coast Q got the team name and the logo, here's a little insider information when I asked Matt that back in 2012. Well, we were on a, a friend of mine, that I, my teammate, Mo Lyons, um, we were on a flight back from Georgia, actually, and we, we were talking about being serious with this. He's the money backer, and I'm the cook. That's how it's always been. We, said, we both said to each other, are you serious about this? Yep, yep. We're going to dedicate it, you know, put everything into it. And uh, from that point on, we were started throwing around names that came out, you know, West, there was a lot of West Coast stuff. And he said, Left Coast. And I said, that's it. I got on the phone with my dad, designed the logo basically almost over the phone. I told him I wanted a big Q with the state of California. We wanted to represent California as we got better, go other places that that is an identity to California to us. So you get that first competition in, you know, some guys win, some guys get their faces slammed, uh, and all places in between. I asked Matt how their first contest went, and this is what he had to say. Oh, our first competition, it was a, we pulled off a reserve brand. Now, mind, mind you, we did a, about eight practices our first time out, okay? And we, we did fire control, flavor profiles. Um, we worked on a lot of things before we stepped out of the gate there. We, we, we were ripe. I mean, we had practiced our brisket. That was the first Wagyu brisket I'd ever cooked. Um, they had cooked a lot of primes before that. We pulled off a first in brisket out of 5014, right? At that time, it was a state record, okay? So talk about being sucked in from that point. We walked home with two five-foot trophies and, like, another two-foot trophy, reserve grand, second in ribs, eighth in pork, and uh, 34th in chicken. Yeah. 
So from that point on, I mean, you talk about being sucked in like a coin off a floorboard with a, you know, shop back, you know, whoop, we, were, we were sucked in. In 2013, they were kind of at the, at the height. They were riding a three-win streak when I had him on the show uh, that point in the year. And here's what he said as far as what was working and what was kind of helping them stay on that three-win streak. I think it's a lot of things, but all the little tweaks, knowing when to change. And I'm not talking big change here. Just talking little adjustments, a rub here or there. We have a lot of rubs in our game. Might be changing one of those out. And really, Greg, it's, it's coming down to cooking your meat perfectly. The flavors out here, which are probably pretty much the same across the country now because of the Internet classes, all of that, it's kind of vanilla, vanillaized in a way. You have to make that meat perfectly cooked, and it has to have the pop. And it has to be basically, in my opinion, I'm trying to put in front of those judges undeniably great barbecue no matter if they're 15 to 80 when they eat it they go well that's gosh that's really good you know and uh that's what we try to do i think if you look at the west coast now matt dalton has obviously been able to to press the legitimacy of west coast barbecue along with a host of other great west coast pit masters now but back in 2013 while he was riding that streak, I asked Matt if the West Coast was getting its just due, if they were being or being given the respect that they deserved. I think uh, California will forever be kind of the uh, Rodney Dangerfield of barbecue. Some of that lies back to, in my opinion, we don't have a barbecue heritage or history here. Now, you could say Santa Maria barbecue is quote, barbecue, not really, it's live fire cooking, it's grilling, it's not slow and slow, you know, we don't, we don't have that long history here, especially in the comp world that's going on here, has been brought from somewhere else. Sterling Ball winning the American Royal last year, and this is not to swing from his nuts here, but I'm sure it shocked a lot of people that a team from California walked away with the Royal. I, if I was from the Midwest, I would have been shocked. Swinging from Sterling Ball's nuts. What? All right. So Matt had seen a lot of early success. He had finally breached from uh, being a bridesmaid to a bride, then got the three-win streak, and then uh, started to trend down a little bit. And I asked Matt about early success and then kind of dropping down. Oh, well, you know, it's a tough road, I'll tell you that especially after doing well. You know, in 2013, we auto to the jack. We won eight grands that year. I mean, great year, standout year. We only cooked 24 contests, and uh, we finished seventh in the country. I still feel we're that kind of a team. We had switched cookers. We just couldn't get it to work, to be honest with you. It didn't work for us, and we went back to our old cooker, and uh, everything kind of came back in line. I guess that just proves to ourselves, and, you know, we tried to make things easier for ourselves, Okay. But we're not there for easy. We're there to win. So even if it's a little bit harder, a little bit more, you know, effort, uh, we need to do what wins. And uh, that's what we did. We went back to what won for us. And when he's talking about going back to what won, and I think what kind of brought it back to a a full circle for me, and I didn't know it was going to be so prophetic at the time, and it was a year ago, uh, the last time Matt was on the show was... Uh, hold on a second here. I'm not done yet. The last time Matt was on the show was, I believe, June 2015 or July 2015. And 
the first grand championship that they had got in 2012 was at Wildemar. And a year and change ago, after going back to what they used to do to win and going back to the cooker and all that stuff, and riding the elevator down and now trending back up, we had had him back on when he had re-won Wildemar three years after he had won it the first time. And we talked about re-winning the Wildemar competition, his feelings on that. You know, it's just a humbling experience to not not a, a whole year was a wash, and then finally, you know, like we only we've only done a couple couple this year, and it was still like a few more little tweaks, and finally, you know, it hit. It's a humbling experience to stand on the top again after you rode the so-called barbecue elevator, and I didn't make that term up. I think it's my Katie's might have made that up. I, I'm not <laughs> sure, but. That's what I like to call it because it really is, and it's one humbling ride. And uh, as I like to do with uh, each and every guest, and while I won't have them uh, live on the show anymore, and and certainly you can go back through my archives and re-listen to any Matt's interviews, uh, 2012, 2013, 2015, and I can send you links on those if you want to go back and hear them because uh, he's a very candid guest and and was really good for the show, which I appreciate. like to have Matt sign off of this show one last time. All right, buddy. It was good talking to you. Thanks right. for having me on. You got it. There he is. There Matt he is. Dalton left Coast right. Q. Matt Dalton left Coast Q. For me to you, my friend. Thanks so much. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about the CHOPS Power Injector System, the NBA, the NBBQA, maybe the NBA, 2015-2016 Tool of the Year. Three awesome sizes. The half-gallon, the one-gallon, and then the CHOPS Full Power Injector System. That CHOPS Full Power Injector System is the commercial and competition big daddy. It's not a holding tank, but a a three-and-a-half-foot pickup tube that you can put in any size container from a few ounces to a 55-gallon drum, it was designed for Chef Rob at the best barbecue restaurant in Kansas City. And he said time and time again that with the Chops Full Power Injector System, his briskets are better than ever. It comes with metal needle adapters, 14-gauge needles, 3-inch, 12-gauge needles, 2-inch, 11-and-a-half-gauge needles, three plug screws, and a needle protector. It's 325 bucks plus your shipping. The 1-gallon Chops Power Injector System is 120 bucks plus you pay shipping. And the half gallon, which is the most popular size, is 100 bucks. You pay shipping. A number of the top pitmasters in the world are using the Chops Power Injector System every day to make their barbecue better than the rest. Here's the thing. We live in a foodie world. That requires flavor in every bite. This is how you're going to do it and do it fast. It's not just for meat. Alcoholics, attention. You can inject alcohol into fruit. hey Every injector hand-assembled in Kansas City, Missouri, USA. If you want the accessories, you got them. You want to shoot medium ground spices, they got you covered there. They have two, three, four-inch, 12-gauge needles. Also, they have a two-inch clothes-tip needle, perfect for shooting fatty meats to keep from plugging up the needles with fat. They sell replacement stock needle adapters and plug screws. They have a great upgrade that you can buy to make your chops injector bulletproof. Metal needle adapters. Go to BarbecueKansasCity.com, B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E, BarbecueKansasCity.com. I believe the Chops Full Power Injector portion also has a new covered, uh, like, five-gallon bucket lid. 
I saw it on Facebook Live. I'll have to get Dan Uledal here to talk about it. Next month, I think he's coming up. He'll be at the American Royal as well, I believe, so look for him there. We're back to wrap the show up right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966, Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Let's go ahead and uh, wrap it up here. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with the fourth Tuesday of the month guest, Max Good. AmazingRibs.com. He can be found there. Then we also talked with Tuffy Stone of Cool Smoke, talking about his back-to-back wins at the Jack Daniels this year and past year, or last year. Three out of the last four he's won. He's going to the American Royal this weekend. We talked with Jeff Strobel from American Muscle Grill, AmericanMuscleGrill.com. And we ended the show with a uh, quick tribute to my friend Matt Dalton of Left Coast Q. LeftCoastQ.com, by the way, his website. Uh, So hopefully you enjoyed that. We'll be back with a great show next Tuesday. Tribe still in the lead. Game one. Almost down. We're almost 1-0. Until next Tuesday, September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. I am your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.